Welcome to A Space for Growth, an extension of our ever-evolving platform, Our Communal Diary. My name is Pilar. And my name is Zoe, and we're here to cultivate a community dialogue on beauty, culture, and career as we experience it. Through conversations with each other and our inspiring guests, we hope to add new perspectives for your own personal journey. Welcome to A Space for Growth. Hey everyone, it's Pilar and Zoe, and welcome back to A Space for Growth. We are very excited to introduce our four-part brand building series with you all. Throughout this series, we will discuss how to find your passion, the process of building a brand, diversifying your portfolio, and how to maximize your reach through social media marketing. But first, how is your weekend, Zoe? Hi, everybody. Super excited to be back with another episode. My weekend was... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My (laughs) weekend must have been so good that I'm choking. My weekend was good. Um, Again, oh, my one of my really good friends was in town. um, One of my line sisters. So um, spent a little bit of time with her. It was great to see her. Um, How was your weekend, P? Mine was pretty good. I had a lot of good family time. And literally just so much is happening right now with work. Um, work is insane. Yeah. Just as the year closes off, I feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, lots going on, but can't really complain. So, And then yeah. I feel like in two months, we're going to be like, oh, so much with the beginning of the year. Yeah, I like I feel like it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> but to kick off this series, we are joined by Quintea Peoples, the founder of the Nail Engineer brand. The nail engineer specializes in luxury press-on nails that are handmade and reusable. As young adults embarking on our professional careers, Pilar and I are constantly thinking about our passions outside of our corporate jobs. How can we incorporate these passions into our daily work? Or how can we make use of our free time in order to chase our dreams in the way that we have with a space for growth? So we're super excited to dive into this conversation today with Quintea. Exactly. And that's why we're so excited to introduce the brand building series by kicking off part one with Quintea, a former University of Michigan biomedical engineering grad who will touch on her business, how she monetized her passion, the trial and error of building a brand, and much more. So let's get into it. Quintea, how are you? We're so excited to have you. I'm good. How are you? I'm really glad to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. So I gave a brief introduction about who you are, that incredible biomedical engineering degree that you obtained from the University of (laughs) Michigan. Um, But I would love if you could give us a little bit of more insight on like what your corporate job is and then how the nail engineer even came to be. Okay, sure. So my job, I'm actually a device engineer at a biopharma company. So I do a lot of testing on different pharmaceuticals, different formulations, things like that. Um, It's hard to explain (laughs) (laughs) in simple terms, but a lot of testing, um, a lot of things in the lab. So really different from nails. Um, Nails actually came about during the pandemic. Um, It started off when I couldn't go to the nail shop and I really needed my nails done. I'm a girly girl, so of course, always have to have my nails on point and I just started buying things off of Amazon like I have to get this done and eventually I had so many products my mom encouraged me she's like 
you know, you've been practicing a lot. Why don't you start practicing on your younger sisters? And eventually they're like, okay, you're doing good on us. Why not practice <laughs> on your friends? And from that, I eventually started taking clients and it just started to grow. Being so one of her clients, path. I can say <laughs> you did an incredible job when she was taking clients. Thank you. <laughs> that is so cool. Okay, so from my understanding, when you first started out, you were having clients come to your home and then you were doing their nails there. But then at some point, you made this strategic pivot to then design the custom sets and then have them sent to your clients. So kind of wondering, like, what was the strategy behind that? And then Mm -hmm. how did you even get to kind of bring that to fruition? That's a great question. Um, Honestly, it wasn't my choice. I had to move for my job all the way to California and I was based in Michigan where all my clients were so I never wanted to stop doing nails because I had really started to love it it had been about maybe five or six months once I realized Mm -hmm. I had to move really soon so I'm like okay well what can I do to continue to do nails but not necessarily have to give this up and custom sets I started doing research on YouTube and looking into other brands and I'm like okay yeah I definitely could do this and uh, once I started it was like it took off and people were actually still interested so I'm like okay let's stay consistent and keep going that is so cool oh my gosh so a quick follow-up with the custom sets so Mm -hmm. did you feel like it was more difficult to do custom sets than it was to do nails in person The only reason I ask that is because like you can see someone's hands and then do like the measuring for Mm -hmm. um, like the extensions, but you can't when you're sending out a set. Exactly. Exactly. No, I think that it is much harder to do press-ons than having my client right in front of me because with my website, I have a form that people fill out and they send me pictures or videos of their ideas and I kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. But if I have my client in front of me, I'd be like, okay, let's look through my stuff. Let's see mm-hmm. what I have. You know, it's just a lot easier to interact in person versus, you know, over the internet. And uh, I try to do my best to make sure that I'm meeting their needs and making sure that it's what they want, but it's hard to do that, you know, via email and we can't, you know, like FaceTime or things like that. Um, it's definitely created some difficulty for me, but I'm adapting. And I think um, just as my business grows, I'll be able to, uh, I think, have more interactions with my customers and mm-hmm. that will allow me to create better sets for them, Got better it. custom sets. So right now, how many sets a week are you making? Oh, girl, I make sets for myself like every day. <laughs> At this point, it's an addiction. Uh, uh especially since now I'm trying to get into reels and um posting more on Instagram posting more on TikTok just to get more exposure to my brand so I'm really making sets for myself every day just to advertise and those are advertised as you know custom sets because this is my work this is what I can do just trying to show off my skill set because um like I said I transitioned from doing sets on people versus now people might see the images in boxes or things like that. So I just want to make sure that everyone can see my skills. So I'm working at it every day. Um, But as far as customer sets, I get probably a few custom sets every week and then sets off my website, a couple of those every week. So trying to manage that has been a lot. (laughs) You're busy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she's busy. Oh my gosh. No, (laughs) 
I'm actually so glad that you mentioned that because we were both like stalking your Instagram and we think that your reels are so cool. And so, oh my God, yeah. really? <laughs> oh yeah, they're so cool. And so it's like, I'm curious how you even find your inspiration to one, make the custom sets. So all of the nail mm-hmm. designs and then also just like the production of your reels. Where mm-hmm. did you kind of start that whole journey? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great question. So my inspiration for my sets comes from a lot of different places um it really depends on my mood honestly a lot a lot of my sets come based off of my mood like if I'm in a really great mood I'll see myself designing bling sets because they require more time so mm-hmm. it's like I'm willing to put in that time and I want this to you know really be eye-catching um so yeah it varies and then in terms of the custom sets for my clients is based off of their wants so they'll send me some inspiration pictures or send what they have in mind and I'll give them a couple of ideas give them some feedback and we go from there but yeah um in terms of my reels now that's been a journey (laughs) I really just started like maybe a month and a half ago and it was because my friend encouraged me they're like you know I see a lot of brands get you know a lot of traction from reels like start posting your stuff why are you scared? Okay, (laughs) let me get started. Let me, you know, really put some work into this because it's something I really want. And I have to look for other ways to really showcase what I'm doing. Um, So the reels is something that I'm I'm still learning. And I've really been adopting different techniques that I've seen on TikTok and that Mm -hmm. I've seen on Instagram and trying to see what works best for me and what my viewers want to see and what people want to see from me. Yeah, so I've been playing around with it and just trying to see what works best. That's so cool. Could you see yourself tapping into TikTok a bit more? Yeah, definitely. I've, I'm already addicted. <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. And I think too, with social media, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. But um, I feel like people really do use the platform to like acquire new customers. And I think for you, it's like your content, it's so visual and your nail designs mm-hmm. are such a, you know, they're a visual thing. And so do you feel like mm-hmm. you've seen social media really help you in that, you know, bringing on oh, new clientele? Yeah, definitely. Like- I started off on Instagram, like even when I first started practicing on my friends and started posting pictures on Instagram, that's how I got my clients. And even mm-hmm. though some of my clients were friends, I had other clients that were finding me on Instagram and it was actually blowing my mind because I'm like, wow, you just found this person <laughs> on Instagram. You actually like me enough and as a beginner, that was actually really shocking because it's like, my, I'm not even that good and you want to come to me. So definitely, I definitely see that that's a space for growth. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Space <laughs> <Thanks> for growth. <laughs> and have you seen that with your custom sets too? Like, are you sending sets to states that like are not Michigan or not California where you're located right now? I actually haven't, which is crazy. And that's why I started moving to TikTok because I think the algorithm is trying to keep me in Michigan and California. Oh, okay. So most of my orders have been Michigan-based or California-based. Honestly, that's probably true. I know people are complaining about the algorithm all the time. And like Pilar and I will notice even sometimes when we post certain things about the podcast or depending on the time of day, We'll either get like 500 views or we'll get like 50 views. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I've been playing around with the reels to see like when is the best time to pose because how do you know if you're going to get that much engagement? But yeah. 
And I know you in real life, like outside of just like the space of the podcast. So I feel like I already know the answer to this question, but how long does it take you to pull a reel together from like idea conception to like it's up on Instagram and people are sharing? Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of times that I've recorded um, entire tutorials and the stuff is not in frame. Okay. That's like hours. Heartbreaking. (laughs) That is hours, entire morning. So on Saturday mornings, now I dedicate that to nails. So like I'll either record a tutorial or make like a really elaborate set or record a tutorial, making an elaborate set, you know, something like that. And that can take like up to three or four hours and I'll record, you know, pieces of footage and clipping that together. I've, it's so hard it's so hard (laughs) like especially if the video is longer than like a minute it takes some time because you have to speed up the clips and really splice everything together um and then you have the quicker videos where like I'm just if I'm just recording a set if I go outside my neighborhood is really nice so a lot of my stuff is right outside of my apartment and I just go take a quick video make sure I like it and that's quick so it can really be uh, you know, 20 minutes, just making sure the video looks good and adding a caption versus recording a full tutorial, which could take like four or five hours. Yeah. Do you ever have like burnout? I mean, I just feel like that's so much that goes into it behind the scenes. And it's not just like the manual part of it, but it's also you have the creation. There's just Mm -hmm. so much. Like how does burnout play a role in your business? So I actually experienced that last month and it it hurt me a lot because Halloween is like my favorite 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 (laughs) like I wanted to create so many Halloween sets and it was just like um my job is really picking up so I'm working and then also having to do this and I just couldn't because I wanted to create faces like create real art and it takes so much time that it was like too much for me to handle and I don't know it's it's disappointing but I use that as kind of like fuel, like, okay, you need to come better this month. Let's try again. Let's try, um, you know, just planning out my schedule a lot more because I'll work and I'll work to like five and I'm like, okay, yeah, get in the studio. Like maybe I should take a break in between that instead of just jumping right in. And then, you know, I can handle the burnout a little bit better. Yeah, no, I think that's the hard thing just in like, getting into the workspace, trying to manage that while also, you know, really putting your energy into what you're actually passionate about. It's like, I feel like Zoe and I, we speak about that a lot. You know, it's like, that's Mm -hmm. such a hard balance to be able to find. But Mm -hmm. I think maybe, you know, you having this be your passion and something that you started out doing, not even for profit, but just for fun. Like, do you feel like that also contributes to the fact that those days where you have burnout or those days where you're like, I am so over this. I just had a full work week. Like, Mm -hmm. how does that being it that it's your passion? How does that like kind of get you through it? Um, so I think right now I'm just sitting on like a whole bunch of ideas and Mm -hmm. it serves as fuel because I don't know, kind of like you said, it's my passion. So I feel like I can't give it up even Mm -hmm. if I wasn't making a profit and just to be honest like my business I can't sustain my life from my business yet so yeah I have to keep going because you know 
it's based off of something that I want and something kind of that I almost need now that I've moved here. It's like an outlet for me. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really layered, honestly. (laughs) I think I love it so much that it just comes natural, like the drive for it. Yeah, that's really cool. So you mentioned like you can't sustain your lifestyle off of just your custom sets alone right now. Is that like a dream that you have or do you plan on keeping your like engineering jobs? Like I know you went to school for engineering. So mm-hmm. would love if you could talk a little bit about like what the future looks like and then mm-hmm. any overlaps between engineering and nail design. Right. Um, so that's a hard question because I really love my job. And obviously, since I went to school for it, I don't want to stop. But if my business took off to the point where it was supporting me like my job is, I feel like I would probably choose that over it because honestly, the fun factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really enjoy both. and But I do want to see my business grow. Like I want to expand and expand out to nail supplies and eventually creating my own line of different polishes, things like that. So I can definitely see my business growing to the point where it is sustaining me. But at the same time, the engineer in me just wants to keep doing my job as well. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's a good position to be in because I feel like most people are like, I hate my nine to five. (laughs) All I want to do is my passion project. And I think I mean, you have a very, very few people can say that they have your nine to five. So props to you first and foremost. And then while also trying to, you know, manage your own business. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. That's why, you know, Zoe and I, we've always been like, we need to talk to Quintana because (laughs) she's she's doing it. And, you know, I think everyone can learn so much from you. Do you find any overlaps between like engineering and nail design or maybe I'm thinking like more architecture, but I guess like structure. Actually, you're you're not. So I went to school for uh, my grad degrees in medical product development. Mm -hmm. So the product development aspect does kind of fall into when I'm designing nails. I have to plan everything out before I start or I'll be sitting there like, okay, what's next? (laughs) So I think that there is a a lot of overlap in that um, in a lot of ways, like going through my job kind of helps me with nails because it makes me think things out. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It makes me want to make everything into a process. And somehow that makes me more efficient, basically. (laughs) Well, I mean, you did speak a lot about kind of how you have to like structure out even just with time management. And then Mm -hmm. it's like actually going through the creation of your nail designs and the creation of your reels. Like it's a process, like you said. And I think Mm -hmm. you being already so like task oriented, I feel like also could totally lead to your success. And no, I mean, there's so many different creators that I can think of who are these like multifaceted people. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't really have to just go to an art school in order to do what you're doing. It's like, you know, that I feel like part of it is just who you are. Clearly, you're just like very creative and skilled in that way. But I also think um, it's cool to be able to see that like you graduated, you know, with biomedical engineering degree, and you're still finding ways to be creative and kind of do things that I feel like a lot of people 
typically mm-hmm. wouldn't assume engineers mm-hmm. would do, you know? So basically what I'm hearing is that like your local nail tech is basically an engineer. Like they <laughs> over- it's the same job. And I'm probably just saying that because I'm not 100% sure what an engineer does. Like, you've explained <laughs> it, but it goes so I still don't know what an engineer head. does, for real. I'm learning. <laughs> I feel like no one really knows what an engineer does, but I know it's it's important. It's intense. Yeah, if you can do it. <laughs> Is there anyone that you would want to, like, emulate your career in terms of, like, your nail designs after or do you kind of feel like you're paving your own, like you are your own inspiration? Okay. So yes, I am my own inspiration, meaning I don't like to look on Instagram and be like, yeah, I'm going to copy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see more so people on Instagram who are really out of the box and unique. And I'm like, I want to be out of the box and unique yeah. like they are. Let me see. Let me look through their pictures, see how they, you know, really use colorful, colorful images, colorful backgrounds, things like that to really make their page pop. I don't have anybody in particular, but my explore page is like all really dope, <laughs> dope nail techs for sure. Okay. That's awesome. Do you feel like any type of anxiety when you're posting new content for the first time? Like when you posted your first reel and you were like, I don't know. (laughs) When I posted my first reel, I almost had an anxiety attack. Okay. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) like the friend who encouraged me to really start posting to do a voiceover because doing a voiceover versus just you know adding some music to a video is so different and the first time that I did that I'm like oh my god I'm so scared (laughs) and it's like my my friends have already heard my voice so why am I scared (laughs) but I don't know it's just it's just kind of like a fear of people judging you and people judging the content that you're putting out I think that that's something that I'm trying to get past not worrying about what people think and yeah. just, you know, being myself because there's going to be people who love that. And, you know. No, I I love that you said that because I totally resonate with it. I feel like um, I'm actually reading a book right now where it kind of talks about that. But I feel like nowadays this is the new thing. It's like social media is a huge part of people building a brand and a business and even just building mm-hmm. a brand out of themselves. Like that's a mm-hmm. huge step. And it's something that I think a lot of people should consider but for mm-hmm. whatever reason, we see it so, it's like such a lucrative career choice, but it's like, for whatever reason, it is so awkward. Like, I feel so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Posting hardly anything. And no, I think the voiceover, it is different. Like, that yeah. is a very different type <laughs> of content. But trust me, when us as consumers, like, we eat that up. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's like, it may yeah. feel scary being a creator but as a consumer like that's all we want to see yeah Yeah, because you mentioned wanting to be out of the box like somebody else is out of the box like not exactly following their content but also wanting to do you know something that's like new and innovative in the way Mm -hmm. that they do it but like Pilar said I get nervous (laughs) even when I'm posting something on my story that's like did you listen to the last episode I'm like uh I don't think I want to share this like yeah yeah. it's not embarrassed but I think it's just like it's self-promotion in a way that's different than like posting a selfie 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I mean, people always say too how like, you know, people, you may feel uncomfortable or people may give you, you know, funny thoughts or funny feelings about what you're doing until you like really make it. And then everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, like what you're doing is so amazing, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you already know, like what, what we're all doing is great. And how Mm -hmm. you've been able to build up your brand is it's recognized for sure. So keep it going (laughs) because we love, (laughs) we love the content and I need to get my hands on some nails. So (laughs) So what would you say to somebody that's interested in starting their own brand, that's interested in maybe even doing like custom sets like you are, or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just wanting to emulate the business model that you have Mm -hmm. with finding their passion, with monetizing their passion, with getting over the fear of posting on social media, like what advice would you give them? I would say in terms of starting a business, just start because honestly like I find that I'm in my own head more than anybody else is influencing anything that I have going on it's me in my head telling me like okay being insecure about posting these reels like are people going to judge me is anybody going to like it you have to get out of your head and just do it because somebody's going to appreciate it somebody's going to like it and um now finding a passion and then making money from it I think that don't don't look for money because you still have to want to go on with this passion even if you aren't making money and that's something that I've had to learn like especially when I first started off I wasn't making any profits I had spent so much money on just supplies alone Mm -hmm. and I had only got a couple of clients and plus my friends but I wasn't charging, you know, too much because I'm a beginner. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to work your way up to it. And, you know, that really tested like, okay, is this something that I really love or do I really want to just make money off of it? And I think that that's the difference. Like you really have to make sure that you love it because there's going to be times where you're not making money. Things aren't looking great. You know, it's not going the way that you want it to go, but you have to keep going. So I love that. I love (laughs) it. Don't they say, like, when you do what you love, the money will follow? Yes. Yes. Or a variation of that. A variation, yes. I'm not too good with the quotes. (laughs) Well, that's all the time that we have today. Quintea, thank you so much for joining and sharing your story and advice. Do you want to share your social media channels and your website for anyone who needs a custom set, who needs some inspiration? Where can they find you? Yes. So my website is thenailengineer.com and my all of my socials are Q the Nail Engineer. And I also heard that you have a special 20% off discount code for listeners. Can you tell us what the code is? Yes, the code is ASFG20. So please use the code ASFG20, which we will provide on our social media platforms, as well as um, in the handle of the podcast for 20% off of your own custom nail sets. Perfect. So yes, definitely follow Quintea. Check out The Nail Engineer. I hope that you all enjoyed part one of the brand building series. Be sure to follow at our communal diary on Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode and to stay up to date on all things A Space for Growth. We will be releasing more information about the upcoming part two of the brand building series, so you will not want to miss out. Until then, 
Have an amazing rest of your week and thanks for listening. Bye everybody. Bye.